guess what, guys? We're not doctors. No, we are not. So if you're going to be making any major medical decisions, please consult your doctor. That includes diets, surgeries, and exercise. We love you guys. And we want you to continue to be in our OSLP family forever. So be careful and consult your doctor. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome back, OSLP family. Welcome, welcome. You are listening to our Sleep Life podcast, and this is Kelly. This is Mel. And we have a really cool person on the pod today. Yeah, she's full of energy. She's been through so much, and I just can't wait for you guys to get to know her. Yes. So let's welcome Michelle onto yeah. the show. I am so excited to be here. I mean, I am just... Kelly Mel, thank you so much for having me. Oh, of course. I've been, I have been looking forward to this for weeks. Oh. Since I, yes. Yeah, I have. I yeah. love it. Oh, yes. I've been so excited. Like, because uh, if you guys don't know the followers, um, <laughs> we always kind of meet and greet before yeah. we have you guys on the pod. And I was it, that was during my section of when I was dead. <laughs> and... <laughs> I, I think I died and came back. Like that's she happened really like three did. times this year. Mm-hmm. Um, once on the Velocicoaster. That was hilarious. once when I was sick. And I, I know there's probably one more in there somewhere. That we're just missing. Just today. Just, just today. today. <laughs> I died and came back. <laughs> right, yeah. Right. Yeah. Last two hours. Last two hours. So um so when she told me, she was like, Oh my God, this woman is amazing. You're gonna love her. She's got so much energy and so much spunk. And like we just love mm-hmm. I just loved talking to her. And I was like, I'm so sad that I missed it. <laughs> but so I get to hear all about your life like fresh, fresh and I get to know all of the things. So yeah, let's I think we should just dive in. Yeah, let's dive into this. So can okay. you tell okay. us where your battle with weight started. Oh, Lord. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're going in quick. We're going, going in deep. Okay, so, That's what she said. So, so, so let me give you like the, the overarching thing, right? Okay. The, okay. O- the overarching thing is in my lifetime, I have gained and lost 700 pounds, right? Over 700 pounds. Wow. So I, you know, you know, it's, it's probably more like 900, but I'm just going to go for the 700 because I can easily document. I, I think right? seven is good. I think seven's good. <laughs> so, and, and so, and so what that, what that means for, for any, you know, is that I'm a yo-yo dieter, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, I lose 50, gain 50, lose 50, gain 70 and, you know, mm-hmm. and back and forth. And, and that is, that's stressful, right? Yeah. That's stressful. And you always feel defeated and it's a battle. And I did that for 42 years. I did it for 42 wow. years. And, um, you know, you ask, when did, when did my, when did my battle start? Mm-hmm. Um, I think, I, I think there were like two phases okay. for me. Okay. Um, I was always like the fat, clumsy kid mm. on the block, right? I was a chunky kid. Mm. And, um, and, and I write, you know, I write in the book, uh, mm-hmm. in my, in my new book that's coming out, uh, yeah. Leaving Large, <laughs> Leaving Large the, the Stories of a Food Addict, I write about always being the biggest one in the room, being mm. the biggest one in my class mm-hmm. and how that followed me uh, through my work life mm-hmm. to, to then being the biggest one in the conference room mm-hmm. or the biggest one in the boardroom. Mm-hmm. And that, that just, you know, uh, but once I got, there's one story I wrote that, um, 
I talk about being in the sixth grade and in my little small town, and I don't know, I don't think they do it now with kids. Uh, we had to get weighed. You know, we got weighed, and the entire class got weighed. And what? your weight was announced. Your weight was announced. This was in the 1960s, y'all. Okay. What the hell? This, 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 this was in the 1960s. That and, is nuts. Um, and so I was in the sixth grade. Okay. And I remember uh, being in line and just, you know. Yeah, just. Time to get away, right? You know, mm-hmm. and, I, and again, like I said, I was always big and chunky, but I wasn't self-conscious about it. Okay. And um, I got weight and the teacher said, Michelle Pettis, 135 pounds. Okay. Now, 135 pounds, that's not a, that's not a bad weight. No. That's not a bad weight. No. But, but if you are, if you are 12, yeah. if you, if you are 12 and, and five feet tall, mm. you know, that, you know, that, yeah, yeah. That's, that's not a good look. And I just remember being struck by the fact that I was the biggest one in my class, mm. bigger than the boys. Yeah. And I went home crushed. And I grew up with my grandparents, and my grandmother said, Oh, baby kitten, you're not fat. You're not fat. You have big bones. Mm-hmm. Now, so so that so that the, the story is called Big Bone and Blue. But you see my bones here? <laughs> I do not have big bones. No, you do not. I do not have big bones. No. But these are the same bones I had at 11 years old. They're the same ones. Yes. So I I developed early and I I grew early. But I remember that summer. Yeah. That summer, I I went on a on a diet, I exercised, um, I struggled. I mean, I, that that entire summer, my that my grandmother was trying to feed me. I wasn't eating and all that. Wow. And uh, I lost twenty two pounds. Wow. I, I lost I lost twenty two pounds, and so I went into the seventh grade not feeling um, out of place. Yeah. Right. right. Feeling, yeah. Feeling normal. But yeah, and I was actually. So I was actually I was actually able to maintain that all the way through high school. Oh. Right? Oh. Wow. All the, all the way through high, I was a, I was a cheerleader. I, I wasn't very good. I didn't have much athletic ability. I think people just like me. And I like wearing a short skirt, right? Yeah. So, um, so, but anyway, but that the, and so I'm just taking you through the whole story yeah. now, y'all. Yeah. Um, so after, um, after I graduated from high school, I got a job at a restaurant. Okay. Oh. At the at the Holiday Inn, at the Holiday Inn in Marshall, Texas, on Highway 59. And, you know, back then, you know, I don't know when y'all were born, but you look a lot younger than me. Back then, the the Holiday Inn restaurant on how that was fine dining in Marshall, Texas. All All right. right. Okay. All right. And so I was, and I like, I grew up in a small country farming town, right? Mm. We didn't go out to eat. Mm. And so this experience of being in this restaurant Mm-hmm. And being around all this food that I had never even seen yeah. or heard of, I'd never even heard of a Monte Cristo, a grilled Rubens. I mean, I didn't know, I didn't know anything about any of that stuff. Right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. What what I knew, what I knew about was cabbage and pinto beans and fried chicken. That's <laughs> that's what I knew about. Yeah, right? I got yeah. you. So, got you in those areas. So so now I'm at this restaurant and there's all this interesting, wonderful, delicious food that I can have anytime I want. Mm-hmm. And since I was really motivated by money, I worked double shifts mm-hmm. in every shift that you work, you got a meal, right? Oh, you mm-hmm. can get dessert. You got, you know, everything. So I'm going through the, I'm going through the I French fries, hamburgers. I'm going mm-hmm. through that just at rote. I mean, at will. 
Yeah. Okay. And so, and so by the, you know, you, you've heard of the, uh, the freshman 15, mm-hmm. yes. the, the, the 15 for, mm-hmm. for college, right? Yeah. I, I blew right past that. I, I had, I had already gotten my freshman 15 before I even got to college. So that summer, you know, the weight started to mm-hmm. pile on. Right. right. Mm-hmm. And, um, but I didn't even really make a connection. I didn't make a connection between mm-hmm. that and my body and food and right. eating. Mm-hmm. It just all became the experience. Mm-hmm. I mean, and and what that and what that job and being able to do that represented to me was um and and I make these really these connections later on, that, that, that job represented freedom and that food represented mm-hmm. freedom. Yeah. And it represented, you know, new experiences. And so this was all wrapped up into one thing. So I I moved very quickly away from eating for nourishment. Mm, right. It just became about what tastes good, mm-hmm. right? What's new and interesting and different that I haven't had before and how much of it can I have because it's free, mm-hmm. right? I'm yeah. working for it. You're not paying for it. Mm-hmm. May as well eat it. My, right? yeah, I mean, <laughs> I don't blame yep. you. Like I would have done the damn the same damn thing. I did the same damn <laughs> thing. So, I mean, we both did the same damn thing. I mean, yeah, because I my first job was Arby's at yeah. sixteen, and yeah, like yeah. you you would eat a meal every time. Yep, and, that's and mine. Yep. My main one was JC's Pizza, yep. and you got a free pizza every time you worked. Yep. So my fridge was filled with pizzas because you're you know, 18 and broke. Yep. And you're like, okay, cool. I got my meals. Yeah. I, I, I can, I go without food cause I can just get it at work. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I don't exactly. need to fill my fridge because I got a, fr- I got a pizza. Yep. Yeah. And, and, it, and it's, and it's free and mm-hmm. it's good and mm-hmm. it's tasty. Yeah. Why not? Right? Yep. Why not? So, so anyway, so that, that continued, that continued. And uh, now, now I'm in college. And so the habit the habit was set now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this is the thing is that the pattern was set. Yep. And um, so I lived in the dorm and, and I went to, I went to, I went to what, what we call a majority school. Oh, okay. And so I don't know if, you know, you hear, hear the language now, HBCUs, which is historically black college, yes. and, university, okay, yeah. college, college and university. I didn't go to an HBCU. Okay. I went to a, a PD, uh, it's called a PWI what we call a predominantly white institution. That was back in the seventies. Yeah. And so here, here's what part of the dynamic was, is that, you know, I was happy to be there. I wanted to be there, but I still felt isolated. Mm. Right. I still felt, a, I still felt a sense of loneliness. I'm mm. now at this huge, huge school mm-hmm. where, um, there are almost more people that go to that university than in my hometown. Oh, wow. No one knew me. No one knew me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I left that and now I'm in the school. Yeah. I wanted that, but mm-hmm. I, but I was still trying to figure it out. Right? Well, that's gotta be a culture and, shock, right? Like, yeah, it, yeah, it was, it was, it was, a, it was a bit, it, it was a bit of a culture shock, yeah. but what wasn't a culture shock and what was familiar was food. Food. Yeah, it's comforting. You're yeah. like, this will always be right. here. Make me yep. feel good. Yeah. You're lonely. And, and so, and and so here, and here's, a, here's the other piece of that is that most of the women, as I recall, most of the women that worked in the cafeteria in the dorms that we mm-hmm. lived in were black. Okay. okay. And um, my my aunt, my aunt and my, uh, that I grew up with was also a cafeteria worker. Right. Okay. She worked oh. in the cafeteria. And I really, and I write about this in my book. It, when we start thinking about food as being love language, mm-hmm. is that those cafeteria ladies were so proud 
of the few black students that were there. Yeah. Mm. That you would go in that little that the little kitchen area, the little cafeteria area, uh-huh. and they were just so supportive. They were so happy to see us. Aww. And they were, you know, I mean, they you could just see them yeah. you know, being all all proud of us. And they were just like, baby, you stud you studying hard. You, you know, you you study, you study your lesson. Here, let me give you a little extra. Yep. Right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Because, I mean, that was the way that they, that was the way that they showed support and love. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, and I'm going back in there, you know, every day because I'm, you know, I'm lonely. This woman, they, they remind me of my aunt, right? Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and besides, I'm going to get an extra, I'm going to get some extra chili on my chili cheeseburger. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. That's a good day. <laughs> yeah, you get love, support day. and food. Like yeah. all yeah. in one, right. all the things. Yeah. <laughs> And so, and you know, I, and I do, I do believe for my, for my entire freshman year, I don't know, I don't know that I ever ate a green vegetable. Oh, I mean, really? really? I don't think I ever ate one. I don't wow. know if oh, I ever damn. ate one. <laughs> wow. So, um, okay. Anyway, so, so now that's, so now the weight is still yeah. piling on. Climbing up. And um, as time goes on, I, you know, I'm in college, I need to work. So what do I know how to do? I know how to weigh tables. Mm-hmm. So my last two years of college, I'm now waiting. Ta- I'm now waiting tables at an even better restaurant oh. in a in a bigger town. Okay, so access to even more, more food. food. Yeah, mm-hmm. the more awesome. Yeah, like just, yeah, yeah, more variety. And, yeah. and so and so that 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 is a that is a cycle that continues. So I graduated from college, then I went into the career world, my career world, which was advertising and sales. Mm. And what do we do in advertising and sales? We take clients out. To eat. To eat. <laughs> yeah. Right? And, we, and, we, and we have we have expense accounts mm-hmm. that allow us to go to really, really good restaurants that we don't have to pay for. Yeah. That we have and it, and it become and the food really became about experience. Right. Mm-hmm. And so what what I what I learned in writing this book and and what I'm just so deeply committed to sharing and unpacking is that. I spent 42 years eating for the wrong reasons. Mm-hmm. I okay. spent 42 years eating for pleasure mm-hmm. and pleasure only. Mm-hmm. My my criteria for choosing what I ate had with two things. Is it good? Mm-hmm. And is it tasty? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is it is it is it and most things that are good and tasty are greasy and sweet. Of course. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so yeah. yeah. They're buttery, the buttery goodness. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, and so though that be, food, be, food became entertainment, yeah. mm-hmm. eating out became an activity mm-hmm. and it just, it just snowballed from that. And I, and I, I lost track. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think that so many of us lose track of the real purpose of what food is. Food, the purpose of food is nourishment and nutrition. Mm-hmm. Yes. That, I mean, that's it. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that, I'm not, I'm not saying that it shouldn't taste good. I'm not saying that we shouldn't enjoy it, but what I am saying is that food is not joy. Yeah. I'm saying that food, food is not fun, right? Food is not our friend, mm-hmm. you know, food. And, the, and, and I, I was just talking to somebody yesterday and I love talking to her. And she said, listen, if, hun- if hunger is not the problem, then food is not the solution. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I'm stealing that. I love that. Yeah. If because- hunger... If hunger is not the problem, then food is not the solution. But here's the thing is that I spent so many years eating for eating for reasons other than hunger that I couldn't even identify real hunger. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's a big deal. And and so it's and so what happens is you think you're hungry, but it shows up as something else. Right. Right. I mean, I mean, something else shows up as hunger Mm -hmm. and we have to. And I learned to be mindful 
I learned to be mindful to really ask myself a couple mm-hmm. of questions. What am I feeling right now? Mm-hmm. Is it hunger mm-hmm. or is it something else? Yeah. And sometimes you have to really sit with that because mm-hmm. other emotions can be tricky. Yeah. They're, they're, they're tricky, right? Yeah. 100%. I mean, Okay, I think it's hunger, but it's really frustration. I think it's hunger, but it's really fear. I think it's hunger, but it's really sadness. Mm -hmm. I think it's hunger, but I'm really tired. Mm -hmm. I think it's hunger, but I'm really thirsty, right? Mm -hmm. I think it's hunger, but I'm really bored, but I'm angry. Mm-hmm. And, and, it, and it doesn't always hit right all at the same no, time. You have no. to sit with it. We have to ask, why am I eating this particular food right now? Mm-hmm. Why this? Why now? Mm-hmm. And if this particular food is not going to give me the body that I say that I want, mm-hmm. why am I eating it? Yeah. If I have said, I, if I have said, I want to look like this, I want to feel like this, I want to show up like this then why am I prepared to sacrifice that for what this tastes like right now? Mm. That, I mean, that, that, that's what, that's what finding your food story is about. That's mm. what facing it is about. Mm. That's what rewriting it is, is about. And that's what replacing is about. Mm. Cause we all have these stories right. that, that tell us that food is something other than what it is. Mm-hmm. Right. And stories are just that they can be the truth or they can be a lie. Mm. I mean, because there there are some cultures, there are some cultures really where if you go to someone's house and you eat all their food, they're offended because they think you only came for the food. Yeah. I mean, there's some there's some cultures where that is the truth. Oh, wow. Or it's like the reverse where if you don't. Yeah. If you don't eat too much then they get upset, they're like, wait, something wrong with it. You're like, "Ah." exactly. Exactly. That's in other cultures. Like where I grew up, what? You don't if you if you don't ask for second helpings, people are offended. Mm. If you don't finish your food, what? Yeah, but you don't like it. What's mm. wrong with it? Right, right. They're mm-hmm. like they're they're ready to like step up. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> yeah. And, and, but but the here's the thing: the, the food is the same. The only thing that's different is the story that the people are taught or saying about, about the it. food. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so we just we just have to rewrite it. We have to be we have to be intentional and conscious about how we how we feel and how we manage food. When and us- I don't, and I don't know Mel, if when we, if when we talked before, uh, if I talked about this, I never say relationship with food. And mm. I, I never say relationship with food because we have relationships with people. Mm. We manage food. Mm. And the way that we get in trouble is we give food characteristics that, that people have. Mm-hmm. That's why we can get an emotional attachment. When oh, we start talking about having a relationship. Mm-hmm. I don't have, I don't have a relationship with this light pole. Right. <laughs> you don't have a relationship I, with inanimate objects. Right. 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 You don't have relationships with inanimate objects. Yep. And we, and we give food, we give, we willingly give food superpowers. We that do. It does not have. Yeah. Cause the only problem we know that it will do is solve. The only problem we know is we'll solve is hunger. But we, but we have through these food stories that we have developed because people told us because mm-hmm. we grew up a certain way, we give food properties and powers that it does not have, mm-hmm. and we end, and it ends up showing up in our bodies, and we ha- and mm-hmm. we have to unteach ourselves these things. We have to unpack these things, mm-hmm. and um, and it and it's and it's also it's also insidious. And I, the very first story in my book. Um, the very first food story mm-hmm. I talk about, I talk about my uncle. Mm-hmm. Yes. And how I want to hear this. How it, you want to hear this story yeah, and yeah. how it came to me. But so, so, so before I even tell you this story, here's what happened. I had a meltdown at a conference 
or I ate way too much pizza because mm-hmm. I, I had I had gone through life I had gone through liposuction I had I had I had made yeah I had like I yeah wow. I had a tummy tuck I had a breast reduction I had I had all that and I had said to myself if I can just get a body that I can be okay with that I can exercise with I won't get it back I'll be able to manage it yeah oh I, if I can just if mm-hmm. I can just use the liposuction to get here I'll be okay. Mm. Mm, I've been there, really been there. That 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 didn't really work. And then yeah. I saw it coming back, and I was like, well, I don't understand. I, you know, I was doing so good, but something happened. And I had I had been going, I had been going to this doctor, and um, y'all, I was trying to, I was trying to melt the fat off. I was trying to, you know, I was trying to do the the, the freeze. Uh oh. Do that right. So she was good, at, but, we, but we were we were calling it skin tightening. But 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 for real, that's what can you can you repeat? <laughs> you froze for a second. Can you repeat that? I'm sorry. <laughs> I said I, I said I was I was going to the doctor. And I was trying to I was trying to freeze the fat off. I was trying to oh. melt it. I was trying <laughs> to laser it off. I was trying to I was trying to do that. But we were calling it skin tightening. But uh, for real, that's what I was trying to do. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but any, but, but, but anyway, so I'm there. And so, you know, we're there for my sessions and she's got the little thing on me mm. and we're talking and she says, you know, you know, I have a program that you might want to, that you might want to try. No, no, no. Just do this right here. Mm-hmm. Just do the laser thing. I don't want to try a program. I just need to do this right. Yeah. Uh-huh. She said, okay, no, no pressure. Right. Yeah. And so I go to this conference, I go to this conference where I'm feeling out of place. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm, you know, I'm right back in my, in my PWI, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> yeah. you know, feeling, feeling out of place. And I, and I, and I, and I binge on pizza and I binge on this pizza and I'm like, I can't, I cannot do this anymore. Mm-hmm. I, I just, this, there is something wrong. Mm. And I leave that conference and I go to her office and I'm like, you have got to help me. No. She's okay. Okay. Here, I'm, here's the program. Here's what you got to do. It's 500 cal- It's 500 calories. You do a hormone injection, but blah, 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 blah. Oh. And, and so, but, as I, but, as, but as I sat there, y'all, as I sat there, I have done that before. You know, I have, I had, I had done the low calories. I had done the Atkins. I had done, I had done protein shakes, cookies, like I, everything. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I had done fentramine. I had done fasting. I'd done all, I, all that. Yeah. And I was like, I cannot, this, I am, I kept asking myself, what am I missing? Okay. I am missing something. There's something that I am not connecting. Mm-hmm. And in, in that moment, what I realized was that there were, there were, there was power in asking the questions. Yes. There's power in asking the questions and we have to just like, let the answers come to us. So now I'm on the program and I'm committed to staying on the program, but I'm still like, I can't, this has got to be the last time this, I have got to, this has got to work. I've got to figure out what I have been missing all these years. What was the program? And so, so here's a, here's a difference. Here's a difference. So as I'm I'm thinking about this and saying, this has got to be the last time I think about my uncle Mm. and here's, here's a story. Here's a story. I was uh, at a family reunion back in the nineties. I was, I was, I was 200 plus pounds in. And I was at a family reunion cookout at my uncle's house and we had watermelon. And my uncle was probably 75 years old. And uh, it was barbecue, having a good time. And so I'm like, Billy, you want some watermelon? And he said, no, I don't eat watermelon. I'm like, what? What do you mean? Yeah, that, that's the same look mm-hmm. I had. Who doesn't, doesn't eat, eat watermelon? watermelon? Yeah. 
Yeah, who doesn't eat watermelon? Why you don't? Just what you? He said, "I don't eat it." Yeah. I said, "What is? What does that mean? You don't like it, or you don't want any right now? You want some now?" He said, "No, I don't eat it." Well, I'm like, "Well, what? I, I what? Do you, I you have to explain that." Yeah. And so I kept yeah. pestering him. I kept pestering him, and he finally told me that when he was a kid, you know, five, six, seven, eight, something like that, he and some buddies stole a watermelon from a neighbor's yard. And when his father, my grandfather, found out about it, it wasn't a good thing. Yeah. So let me just do a little sidebar. My grandfather was a church trustee and he was a railroad laborer. Oh, shit. Wow. That ain't a good combination. No, that's a tough that's, that's fucking not, man. That's not a good combination. Yeah. So when he when he found out about it, he gave my uncle, then a little boy, a beating within the inch of his life. Wow. And so after my uncle finished the story, I said, well, Billy, do you think maybe the lesson was supposed to be thou shalt not steal? Yeah. And my uncle looked at me and said, I don't eat watermelon. <laughs> I fucking love it. That's awesome. <laughs> that, and that was that. Yep. Yeah. And so he told he told me that story in the nineties, but I didn't I didn't understand the importance of it right. until twenty eighteen when I went through this last round and I started writing my book and I started trying to say this has to be the last time. And mm-hmm. when I sat in that story came to me, I was like, oh my God, this is it. Mm-hmm. Is that his feelings around that food? were so painful, mm. so visceral, so traumatic mm-hmm. that after 70 years, he could not bring himself to eat it because it was too painful. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What if the opposite is true? Mm. And the opposite is true, is that we attach feelings and emotions and experiences to food yes. that are so pleasurable, that are so enjoyable Mm-hmm. That we want to keep reliving those experiences and we do it through the food because we think it's the food and it is not the food. It is the experience. The it experience. is the memory. It is the event. Yeah. And that's what my book is about. My book is about all these stories where I made a misconnection and mm-hmm. then reconnected it because of these experiences you, you attach. You know, it's like peach cobbler. I used to lose my mind with peach cobbler, right? I couldn't go. I mean, if where, where are we? What are we going to a restaurant? Are, are they going to have peach cobbler? Okay, so here's the thing. I like I said, I grew up on a farm. I grew up with my grandparents. I grew up with my grandmother. I would go pick the peaches off the trees. Oh. I would bring them to the kitchen, mm-hmm. and I would be in the kitchen with her while she's rolling the crust, and it's just mm-hmm. me and my grandmother at the table, and she's telling me stories, and we're talking, mm-hmm. and it's just a room full of love. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So peach cobbler, that's what peach cobbler represented to me. Mm-hmm. Yep. So the fact that we have to every time we eat something, we have to think what. What memory, what event, what experience does this food evoke mm-hmm. that comes up for us? And is this why we continually want it? Mm-hmm. And we need to separate that, separate mm-hmm. the feeling from the food and just oh. identify the food for itself. Because what happens is we, if then it just becomes a habit. Mm-hmm. It, it becomes a habit and we don't recognize what we're doing. And I got to the place where I was because I was eating too much of the wrong things for the wrong reasons, mm. and I was doing it unconsciously. 
We need to raise our consciousness about why we're eating. That's why we ask the questions. And then we need to change the reasons. Mm. And soon, as soon as we address the reasons and the consciousness, it makes it easier to deal with that which is on the plate. Mm. It's all shifted. Everything is about how much can I eat and what can I eat? Mm. If we shift our focus to why am I eating this? And, oh, I am eating if we shift our focus, then we then it's easier to manage that which is on the plate if we focus on that which is outside of the plate first. So how how do you do that? Like, how do you raise consciousness? Because I don't think I got conscious of anything until after I had my sleeve surgery. Mm -hmm. I didn't realize there was all this connection Mm -hmm. with the experience, the love, the support and all these things Mm -hmm. or even just bad things like had no clue until mm-hmm. I couldn't fucking have it. Like that was the deal. Right. I got yeah. me. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I and, would and completely that, agree. Yeah. And, and, and you said, you said something that is pivotal, that is pivotal in that. And that is true. Is that what, what having a food story does, it breaks the pattern. Right. And, and, and when you go on a diet or any sort of program, right. Mm-hmm. It means that you are changing what you are currently doing. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And so when you, when you have a problem changing what you are currently doing, that means you have a food story that you're battling that's showing up and you don't even realize it, that it's showing up. Okay. So, and it's like, I met, I met a woman the other day. Uh, we just happened to be talking. I don't even know how this came up. Uh-huh. Oh, but this is light. I'm just sweating. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, the, and she said that she went on, she had just finished a 30 day water fast. Oh, All she what? had for 30 days was, all she had for 30 days was water. What the? How is that? How is she even alive? That's crazy. So, so, so here's the thing. You can live, you can live longer without food than you can without water. Right. Yeah. It's only seven days right. without water. Right. So, so, but, but yeah. here, but when, when, as we continue with the conversation, I asked her, you went, you went 30 days without food. All you had was water. She said, yes. I said, what did you learn? Nice. And she said, I'm so glad you asked me that question Mm -hmm. because everybody always asks me how much weight did I lose? Oh. And I said, okay, I still want to know what you learned. I want to know what you lost, but I really want to know (laughs) what you learned. Yeah. Yeah. And she said, what I learned was we don't need as much food as we think we need. Fair point. Mm. I didn't need as much food as I thought that I needed. Mm -hmm. And then she didn't even know she didn't even know that, um, you know, that I had written a book, it was food story or mm-hmm. emotional eating or anything like that. And then she said, I found myself being more responsive to people because the food wasn't in the way that mm-hmm. I was oh, able to express my emotions in a truer fashion. I'm kind of paraphrasing, but okay. that's what she mm-hmm. ultimately said that she yeah. was expressing herself in a truer fashion because food wasn't in the way of her in the way of her doing that. Okay. And then, and then she told me that she lost 30 pounds. Holy wow. shit. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> 30 she, pounds she, in one month. That's literally a pound then a she, day. Then she told me then she told me that she lost 30 pounds. And then she then she went on to say that she felt like doing that, um uh, this this water fast would be something that she would incorporate into her regular routine. Like not like doing like not for 30 days, but yeah. like every maybe every three months doing it for a week or every okay every month doing it for a week, but something that mm. that kind of helps keep her centered. 
And so back back to back to your question, Mel, about how do you how do you do that? How do you how do you raise your awareness? How do you how do you raise your consciousness about um, why you're eating what you're eating? Yeah, because that because that because that's it. Why are we eating what we're eating? Right. Is we have we have to question. We have to get in the habit of questioning everything we put in our mouth. Mm-hmm. I mean, you okay. have to be really disciplined. We have to be disciplined about it. Uh, and that and things will come up. Th- things will things will come up. Um, and it's like, why am I eating this particular food now? Why this? Why now? And what am I really feeling? Is it hunger or is it something else? Yeah. And if I if I say I want to look and feel and show up a certain way, why am I prepared to eat this if it's not going to serve my body? Mm-hmm. And and it it it's it's things like this. I'll I'll, I'll give you just these examples that happen in my life. Um, a couple of years ago, it sort of not at the beginning of my journey, but while I was building my awareness and consciousness mm-hmm. my sweetie and I were on vacation and we had a little tiff about something okay mm-hmm. I don't even remember now but it was it, it was something where he was being stupid right <laughs> yep and, it's um, always them it's not us that's right it's, it's all yeah it's all, all, he all, it's did them. that yeah and, and we and we and we were upstairs right okay. we were upstairs and we had this little thing it wasn't it wasn't really a big thing it was just a thing it was just a something mm-hmm. and we I came downstairs and when I was coming down the stairs, there was some nuts on the table. Okay. Right. As I was coming down the stairs, I walked by the table and I got a handful of nuts. Mm. And I, the nuts were headed to my mouth. And I said to myself, why am I eating these nuts? Because when I was up in the room, in the tiff with him, I wasn't hungry. No. Because he right. the, the, the only reason to eat is to satisfy hunger, right? Mm-hmm. That, that's the only... It, I wasn't hungry at the top of the stairs. So now I'm down at the bottom of the stairs. I'm about to put these nuts in that I just picked up. I'm about to eat them. Why? Yeah, why? Why are you doing that? Is it because of the whole, like, the fight, right? Like, you're just emotionally yeah, yeah, charged. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. That, that, that was it. It's just, oh. And so, and so what we do is we, we use food. We use, we use food as a distraction, as a distraction from daily discomfort. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, food, I mean, for the most part, food is pleasurable. Uh, uh, else, otherwise, why would you eat? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But if you're, but if you're constantly dealing with distractions and frustrations and discomforts and stresses, food is a very easy thing to go to, to give you some pleasure in a moment when you feel like you need some pleasure. Mm-hmm. So we need to get our nutrition from food and get our pleasure from something else. Yes. We have to understand that we have to understand that and get really clear, get really clear on that. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, that's what that. I mean, same thing. Um, a couple of uh, um, a couple of months ago, I was going to the car dealer, right? Had a um I had an unexpected repair on the car. Okay. Right? Okay. So now I'm mad. Mm-hmm. I'm mad. Because I had to spend money that I hadn't planned on spending. Exactly. Right? Yep. And then and now I'm sitting in the car dealer with wasted time. But you know the car dealers are like beautiful. Mm-hmm. They have they have the the, the espresso machines and they have mm-hmm. the muffins mm-hmm. and they have the little snacks for you. Mm-hmm. And they have all they have the nice chairs, they have the computer stations and all that all ready for you. Mm-hmm. Right. So dropped my car off. I walked in there and there it was. Coffee, muffins, chocolate. Oh. And I and I looked at it and I thought and I thought to myself, in the old days, mm. in the old days, I would have 
taking a seat right by that bowl of chocolate. You probably had five or six of them. I was like, I would have grabbed a handful. Yeah. yeah, I mean, easily. Yeah. I mean, easily. Just sat there. Well, and so I'm thinking, okay, now what, what was that all about? Yeah. All right. mm-hmm. Well, first of all, it's free. Yep. Mm-hmm. Right. No one's trying to. Now, yeah. if, if Everything is better when it's free. I'm not going there and buying it, right? Say, so what'd you say? I said, everything tastes better when it's free. Yeah. Everything tastes better when it's free, right? Yeah. yeah. So, so now, now it's free. You know, there. this car is about to cost me $1,500. They owe me. So I'm mad. Oh. <laughs> so, so I'm eating because I'm mad. I'm eating because I'm bored. Because what do you do in a, in a car dealer other than, you know, why are you waiting for your car other than eat? Right. And so there's, so there's all sorts of stuff that's going on in that in just that scenario mm. where we're that is we're on we, you know if you're not conscious of it that could be a situation where you're just eating unconsciously for mm. a reason you haven't even identified well and that's kind of a trap because they're literally putting food and mm. stuff in there to make you feel good while you're waiting so then absolutely. It, like they know that it calms you like i had absolutely a, i had a boss absolutely. like i realize now this is probably super inappropriate but my boss one time would be like he had a full team of women and he straight up was like, I'm going to, he's like, you guys are cranky. I'm dropping chocolates on your guys's desk. Like I realized probably not. Okay. But whatever. Like I, I was like, really? And he goes, yeah, yeah. That makes, that makes you calm down. And I'm like, right. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. he also thinks that that, that works. Yeah. Like yeah. that's like a universal <laughs> thing that companies, bosses, they all think that if I give you food, you'll calm the fuck down. You'll calm the fuck <laughs> right, down right, right, and you'll right, right. you'll be okay. Right. Mm-hmm. A- absolutely. And you know, you know, if, if he thinks that that's one thing, but then there's another there's another thing to just to say that in loud, say that out loud. Yeah. You know, that, yeah. That's that's a that's a that's a whole that's a whole nother thing that her old boss was kind of an that. asshole. So. But, so, so 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 back back to your question, Mel, about how do you do that? It takes it takes practice. It just mm. it just takes it takes practice. It takes it takes mindfulness. Mm. It takes work. It take it take it takes um, a little extra time to to ask yourself the question: mm. Why this? Why now? Am I really hungry? Mm. And and that is one reason why um, you know keeping why it's a good practice to keep you know, snacks and things out of the way. Yeah, right? out of eyesight. So, you know, so you don't have that the un- unconscious eating. Mm-hmm. But but once you get to a point where you master that skill, it doesn't matter if th- if things are out. Mm-hmm. Right. And and I and I am and I quite frankly, I'm not I'm not even saying not you know, not to do it. Mm-hmm. Really. Right. I'm just saying to be aware of it. Mm-hmm. Because for some people, all right, if you know, if you know that's until you get more skilled mm-hmm. that that having something to eat is going to help get you through a moment yeah you get it, then do it with some fruit mm, I mean, right if you're if you're, if you're gonna if you're gonna if you're gonna keep stuff out right so mm-hmm. I, I keep i keep grapes and cherries and all that kind of stuff because i like little round things <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Oh my God! That's a great one. Okay, that's what she said. It had to happen. It had to. I like round things. I mean, who? Yeah, a little round thing. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I, I passed the one about the nuts in your mouth, but this one I cannot. I'm sorry. I apologize. Oh, it's so good. No, it's so good. I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, no, it's great. But you know, yeah. Oh my God. So hey, but you know to keep them out. To keep them out. Yeah. Yeah. 
So I know so, I, I so do anyway, keep like almonds and, and cashews out too. That's what I do is yeah. I have them in my little like jars. Jars. And yeah. You can just pull them whenever. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, I like the way they feel in my hands. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, don't we all? I mean, don't we all? I I'm just gonna put it out there that your your significant other is probably a very happy person. Yes, yeah, probably a real happy man. Your sweetie, your sweetie, your sweetie is probably a very happy person. So just just putting that out there. <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking that he is yeah, nice, <laughs> nice. So what inspired you to uh, write the book? Yeah. What inspired you to write? Okay. So what inspired me to write the book was actually my, my doctor. Oh, okay. Actually my, my doc, my doctor and my sweetie, as a matter of fact. Aww. And so, um, once I, once I got on the plane, right. Y'all I crushed it. Yeah. Right. I crushed it. I was like, yeah. every week, I was like, Boom. I just, cause I was, I was so committed, mm. right. I was, so, I was so committed and I was so motivated and I'll, I'll tell you in a second what, what I think motivation is. Okay, cool. Mm. I was going to ask too. But <laughs> so here, here's the thing. When I, when I was writing the book, I'm writing, I'm writing the book and I'm, I'm going back and forth with my editor. And I say, I said something about, well, you know, you know, my sweetie is a chef and he did blah, blah. And he said, what? This is my editor as a man. Mm-hmm. And he said, you're a food addict and your man is a chef. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. Yep. I'm like, yeah. And he said, well, you have to write a chapter about that. Mm-hmm. I didn't have a, he said, you have to write that chapter. I'm like, but you told me I was through writing. You're not done yet. Yeah. You got to write that chapter. Yeah. So, and so he, he is. So here's what happened. Um, when I first went on this program, I didn't tell anybody. Okay. I didn't tell anybody because, you know, it just shows up. I had tried and failed so many times mm-hmm. and I just, I just wanted to do it. I didn't want to talk about it. I didn't, I just wanted to do it. Yep. You're over but it. As I was, mm-hmm. but as I was re- reasoning through it, you know, it was working and I was, and my guy is like so thoughtful, right? And um, he would, you know, he wouldn't go to the store without bringing something home for mm. me. And uh, prior to, you know, prior to my going on the program, I love any, any sort of tortilla chip, oh, any sort yeah. of hot, okay. any sort of hot, flaming hot jalapeno oh. habanero chip. And so he, would, <laughs> he, and so he would, he would go to the store and he would bring me chips yep. and they would go uneaten. They were going uneaten. Oh. And, um, and then he was cooking and I really wasn't eating. And I was saying, you know, I ate at work or I'm not hungry. Mm-hmm. I was, and then after a while, um, I finally broke down and told him, you know, this is what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the diet is very restrictive and I can only have this and I can only have this and I can only have this. And he said, okay. He said, okay. He said, well, I don't want you to, don't think you need to lose weight for me. Oh, no. that's good. If you if you want to do this, I'm going to support you. Mm. But I hope you're doing it for yourself. If you don't need to do it for me, mm. but whatever you need me to do, I do. Nice. And I'm like, okay. And he said, okay, let me see your list. So I gave him. Here's my food. Here's my food. Uh-huh. Here's my list. Here's my list. And he said, okay, got it. And so he started making mm-hmm. these like amazing things for me. Yeah, he's a and chef. So, I mean, <laughs> and being a chef, yeah. right? And so, and so, and so here the the diet was like 
no, no oil, no sugar. Okay. No, no, no oil, no sugar, like five different vegetables in lean, lean chicken, lean fish. All right. That was it. Mm. So this son of a gun, he would make stuff like, you know, a grilled chicken breast with a strawberry mustard sauce. Oh, hell yeah. That sounds delicious. Right. Yeah. Yes. And so, and he started making, he made gazpacho for me and he made, he made a couple, he just made all kinds of really like cool stuff. Well, you kind of gave him like a game, like it's like a game for him to figure it out, right? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, it was like like, wonderful. Yeah. Challenge accepted. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, so as I was going to the doctor every week and doing my way in, you know, she'd ask me, you know, how's your week going? What's going on? I'm Mm -hmm. like, oh, it's going great. Tony made blah, blah. And she said, what? I'm like, yeah, he made a. You know, but a chicken, you know, a barbecue chicken breast with a stuffed some, 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 right? <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, and she said, he made that. I'm like, yeah. And she said, you know, you're so lucky. You're so lucky to have a mm-hmm. mate, a partner that supports you because a lot of people don't have that. And it's difficult for them yeah. when they don't have somebody that supports them. Yeah. But as I, I, so I told her that, and then as I started to talk to her about the mind shifts that I was making, Mm. not just about the food, because the fact that I was able to make the mental shifts is what was allowing me to stick with, stick with the program. Yeah. She said, oh my God, you should write a, you should write a book, Ah. but you need to, but you need to include the stories. Yes. Mm. You need to include your stories. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, she said, you should write a cookbook. That's what she said. You should write, that's what she said. You should write a cookbook, but you, but you need to include the stories. Uh-huh. And every week that I went in, she would always ask me what's happening with the cookbook. What's happening with the cookbook? I'm like, nice. you know, I'm not writing, I'm not writing a book. What are you, what? no, I ain't got time for that. You know? So, so that's how it started, but she wouldn't let up. Mm. And um, when COVID hit, mm. when COVID hit, y'all, I got nervous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I got nervous when COVID hit. Because by the time COVID hit, I had, I had just been at my ideal weight for a year. Oh. And um, no, it hadn't even been a full year. It hadn't even been a full year because that was like March. Mm-hmm. I hit it in, I hit it in June or July. Oh, okay. okay. So, so a couple it, months it, after. It, had, it, hadn't, it hadn't even been, been a full year. But when I hit it in June or July, I, I felt right. You know, I didn't, it felt different than the other times. I felt secure in it. Right? Nice. But but I didn't know for sure. Yeah. Especially when COVID hit. And when COVID hit and everybody started talking about, oh my God, I'm gaining weight. I'm mm-hmm. just going, I'm just watching TV. I'm going to the soap. I'm doing this, mm-hmm. that, and the other. Mm-hmm. I made a decision. And this this decision was pivotal for me. Is that I made a decision that COVID was a defining moment for me. Mm. It was an opportunity for me to prove that I was who I said I was. Mm. Okay. I really was brand new in my thinking. Mm. And so I started writing. I started, I started trying to write the cookbook. The cookbook didn't work. The stories kept coming up. Mm-hmm. So I went with the stories mm-hmm. and uh, I started walking with a friend of mine. We walked every day. Sometimes Aww. we walked in the morning and sometimes we walked in the evening. Nice. She was in Texas and I was in Maryland and we got on the phone and we, she lost 14 pounds just with us walking and talking. Yeah. Great. Nice. Yeah. We just started doing that in the morning. Yep. So we FaceTime. It's, 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 it's fabulous, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it, it keep. Yeah. 
So, but here, but here's the thing that I learned. Here's the thing that, that COVID taught me is that I came, I came out of COVID actually weighing less than, less than what I did when it started. Oh. Not, I mean, not like 20 pounds less, but no, just but, less. Yeah. yeah. Um, That's but a victory, here's what man. I here's what I learned was the only difference between me, not me, the only difference between the people that lost weight during COVID, mm-hmm. gained weight during COVID, and stayed the same during the COVID was the story they told themselves about mm. that event. Oh, that's, that's a good way to put it. The only difference was the story that they told themselves. And we, every day we have an opportunity to tell ourselves the story that we want to live. Oh, I like it, that. Because <sighs> our subconscious doesn't know the difference between the truth and the lie. Yeah, right? It does not. So we can, te- we can tell it whatever we want it to be. And so here's something that happened to me. This is like for real, for real, the truth that happened. As I was in the beginning part of my journey, not the beginning, but I was almost done, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, I had dinner with my brother. And this might have been March. And I was planning a cruise to Hawaii in May or June. Okay. Uh, June, some May or June, a couple of months down the line. Okay. I had never been to Hawaii. I had never been on a cruise. I was super excited. And so my brother, God bless him, he said, you know, Michelle, I know you lost weight. You know, you're looking good and all that. But I'm just telling you, you're going on a cruise, you're going to gain weight. So don't get mad at yourself mm. because food is everywhere. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. what people do when they go on a cruise. You, you, you go just on a eat. cruise and, and you just eat. Because yeah. mm-hmm. that's, that's how it is. So I don't want you to be surprised. I don't want you to be mad. I want you to just, just know, don't beat yourself up. And so I'm sitting there, I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then after we, after we finished dinner, I thought about 42 years of yo-yo dieting. Yep. I thought about all the money I had spent. I thought about all the progress that I had made. I thought about all the work I had done. And I said, I don't think so. Mm. I don't think so. It's not worth it. No, it's not. It is not worth it. And it doesn't have to be that way. Mm-mm. I went on that cruise. I went to Hawaii. I had the, probably one of the best vacations I ever had in my life. Yeah. And, and I lost weight. Yeah. yeah. That's what we like to hear. And the only difference is because I decided that that's what was going to happen. Yep. Mm-hmm. The only that's the only difference is that I I decided up front that I'm going to go on this vacation. I am not going to be ruled by food. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be ruled by having a good time. By the experiences, not by the, food. the experience. Not the food. By the experiences. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's what the vacation is about. That's what the joy is about. Mm-hmm. And I can and I can do that. That is absolutely possible. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. The, the, the mind's only, crazy. Yeah. And the, and that is and that is the only dif- that is the only difference because I told myself at the beginning I'm you know. Yeah, I this, think this. I was gonna say I think there's like with our journeys that's what it is. It's like when you say you're gonna like this is what I'm gonna do. Like mm-hmm. if you just do that, then it will happen. Yeah. Like you just exactly. have just yeah. put believe in yourself and just do the actions. Well, and I remember I went on a cruise, and that's why I was like when you were saying food is everywhere. I was like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was actually working out before I went on the cruise, and mm-hmm. I had I was like I. I 
in some kind of like two or three month streak and I was doing Weight Watchers and I was losing weight and I was doing good. And I remember that thought of because the friends that we went with, she said the same thing that your brother did. You know, there's food everywhere. So you'll probably gain weight. You know, it's normal, blah, 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 blah. And I remember in my head, I'm like, oh, okay, okay. So it it's everywhere. It's fine. Like, I know that I'm going to gain weight and it'll, it'll be okay. And so then I'll, yep, you, you exactly. So I accepted that that was what my, right. my story was going to be right. was I was going to go on this cruise and I was going to eat whatever I wanted. And then I was going to gain some weight. But then as soon as I got home, everything was going to snap back into place. And that's not what happened. And now right. I'm like, as soon as you said that, I'm like, Oh, it's because I made it okay in my head. Yep. Right. I justified right. it in my head and said, oh, it's fine if you gain weight. It's fine. Right. You're okay. But right. no, it's not fine because I was right. more attached to the food than I was the actual experiences. Experience. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and it's like, we have to be so intentional. Yeah. We have to, we have to be so, so, so intentional. Mm-hmm. I will get, I'll give you an, an example that just happened. Oh my God. Like. In August, like oh. last month, um, again a vacation, a vacation story. I went, uh, man, I went to this, I went to a fabulous spa in Arizona, Canyon Ranch. If you ever, oh Lord, if you oh. ever want to get pampered up and do some yeah. fabulous, go there. But Ooh, anyway, you're gonna so, send us the details. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know what? I did, I did, I did take some pictures, but I didn't post them up. But anyway, um, before I went to the Canyon Ranch. Because I was with a group of people and all that, I got to Arizona a couple of days early and stayed at one of those, you know, one of those um, hotels where they include the the buffet in the morning. Oh the, yeah, yeah, the, Bre- the, yeah. The breakfast continental um, thing. The continental. continental That's breakfast, the word. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The continental breakfast. All right. So I got I got to the restaurant. I got to the hotel late, and subsequently I slept in. I woke up late. And when I got up, you know, I came downstairs looking for the continental breakfast and it was gone. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, the breakfast is gone. And so the guy was like, yeah, you know, we, we took it down, but um, I can get something for you. Oh. And I'm like, OK. And he said, would you like would you like a, a muffin? I can bring I can bring you some muffins. <laughs> and so. You know, I don't you know, I don't eat that. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't even. Yeah. And so I said I said to him, uh, would you look and see if you have some fruit? He said, you want fruit? I'm like, yeah. He said, okay. Nice. So he comes back and he brings me, he brings me two apples and two bananas. He okay. brings me two apples and two bananas. And I, I, I took pictures of those. Uh-huh. Eaten, right. Yeah. And, and I, and I ran, and I ran back, I ran back upstairs like heavy. And, and I actually wrote, I actually wrote about this. And what I got from that story was just my own, my own growth. Mm. And not only my own growth, but we don't have to accept what is given to us. Mm-hmm. The only reason that I got the apples and the bananas mm. was because I refused the muffins. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I because I asked for what I wanted, because mm-hmm. I knew what I wanted. Mm-hmm. And so when we get to the place where we know what we want and we refuse that, which we aren't going to accept in our lives. Mm-hmm. Right. That, that, that's what this journey is about. You know, we, you know, we think, we think 
It's about the food. And I say it's about it's the story behind the food. Mm-hmm. But what it's really about, the muscle that we gain when we start getting control over what we put in our bodies and why we put it in our bodies. Mm. It gives us more power. It gives us more peace. It gives us more pride, more freedom, more confidence, more joy Mm. than we have ever experienced if we will just step into it and realize that we are worth it. Yeah. And and, and, And until you've had it, you don't even know that you're missing it. You don't even you don't even know that you're missing it. That's true. And, it, and it comes from it comes from making these choices that support how we look and how we how we want to look and how we want to feel and how we want to show up. Mm-hmm. This, these little choices that seem like they're so insignificant, but they're not. They're not because they 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 build a muscle. They mm-hmm. build a muscle that allow us to ask for everything that we want in this world. Mm-hmm. Well, because really. like every time you say I don't eat that or I don't do that, then it builds on it and it gains and gains exactly. momentum. Mm-hmm. So that's just like your exactly. uncle, the whole, like, I don't eat watermelon. Okay. <laughs> All right. Don't do that right. anymore. Right. All right. You know? Right. 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 Yeah. Right. Yep. Right. I wanted to touch on something when you said, because of the 42 years of battling and doing the yo-yo dieting, you're right with the waste of money. Like think about Sorry. all the money that has been wasted that you were talking about. Like, boy, could we have bought, probably bought cars and I could have I could have paid off my house. Right. Credit card debt gone. You could have done more than that. I did. I did a video on that. I did. I did it. I I didn't do I didn't do a video. I didn't do a video on on the food. I did it on the alcohol. Oh, Oh, yeah. That's what I did. And so. um, Oh, I I need I don't even. Yeah. Once (laughs) I did the math, I don't even know if I can finish this. This this call because I did it. So. Here's, here's, here's the thing is that um, one of the one of the first things to go for me in a major way was mm-hmm. alcohol. OK. And, uh, you know, I now I have a glass of wine from, you know, I'm not saying I don't ever drink ever, ever, ever. Yeah, I, I, I have a glass of wine or something from time to time now. But, uh, you know, I'm I'm just not prepared to have those empty calories. Right. But I also know that I feel better when I don't drink. Yep. I feel better. And it's, and it's better for your body if you do not. Mm hmm. But nonetheless, here, here's the thing before in the old days, first of all, I wasn't drinking water. Oh, that's a problem. So I was never, I was never hydrated. Right. So I was drinking liquor Mm. because, because I was thirsty. Oh shit. That that was, that was thing one. Mm -hmm. So I might, I might go to a restaurant. If I got, if I got there before the people that I'm meeting, Mm -hmm. then I'd have a glass of wine or two depending on how, how early I am and how late they are. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if I don't know anybody at the bar, if I do, you know, if, if I do know somebody, I'm going to drink too, because we're going to laugh and drink and talk. Yep. If I don't know somebody, I'm going to drink too, because I don't know anybody and I need to do something with my hands. Yep. So I'm having two no matter what. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so then the meal comes and I'm going to have, then I'm going to have another drink. And then, and then after the meal, if we're sitting around having whatever we're having, I may have another drink. So that night I may have five drinks. Right. I mean, I mean, and if and if I go out three times a week, mm. that's fifteen drinks. If yeah, I that's go out, a lot of calories. I go out, yeah, that's a lot of alcohol. Mm-hmm. If I go out four times a week, that's twenty. Yeah. Right. So, you know, I started doing <laughs> the math. I started doing the math on that, and I and I did it like on a, on the really modest side. Yeah. On right. The modest side. I did the math like three drinks, three drinks a night, three times a week mm. for. 
I don't know if I did it for 42 years, but I did it. I did it for about 20. I did it for about 20 years. Okay. And then I, I did compound compounded at 6% interest. Oh, look at so, you. <laughs> yeah. If, 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 yeah. I, if I had taken the, if I had taken that money and invested it at 6%, yep. Yeah, it was it was some it was some crazy it was some crazy money it was some crazy amount that made that made me want to take a nap. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. when you yeah. actually see like the hard numbers, you're yeah. like, ah, oh, fuck. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, but when, I mean, it's like a number. It was a number that you really just couldn't ignore. Right. right? Mm-hmm. It was really. And then and then I did uh, I did the same thing and I I did it on the pounds I did I did it times times thirty five hundred um, divided by thirty five hundred mm-hmm. with, with a drink being one hundred and fifty cal. Oh. If I if I if I had if I had known you were going to ask me that question I would have bought the I would have brought the math <laughs> so that I could give you so that I could give you the real numbers. But but once I, I I looked at that and I saw that alcohol was really responsible for about 20, 20 pounds, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. like 20 pounds. This is like a, like a crazy amount of money. Mm-hmm. And then when I looked at, and I, I know that that alcohol at, at 6%, I know, I know it was at least $600,000. Oh, it was yeah. at least, yeah. I mean, wow. you, you, you compound 6% over 20 years mm-hmm. and, you know, I don't know. I don't know how much, you know, a glass of wine where you are is, but here's like, you know, $10, $8. Yep. Okay. Yeah, you go to a better a, restaurant is maybe 15. If you get, you know, you get something a little pricier. Yeah. That stuff adds up. Yeah. Yes, it does. And so, and so what I started doing in the, and here, and here's how I, how I realized I was not an alcoholic. Although it might be hard to believe that I wasn't, I'm not, I'm, and you know, but anyway, you just so enjoy how, drinking. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. Here's here's how I here's how I here's how I figured out that I wasn't. Uh, so I looked at that and I was like, you know, it's not worth it. I'm not going to do it. Um. But I like you know, I like going. I like going out. Yeah. So I'm just going to have I'm just going to have the the virgin drinks, right? Mm. And I, what I decided to do is that if I if I went out, and I would have three martinis. Right. Mm-hmm. I just said, okay, here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna have two martinis and one virgin martini. Mm. I'm gonna do that. And then I'm gonna have I'm gonna bump it up. I'm gonna have one regular martini, then I'm gonna have two virgin martinis. There you go. Mm-hmm. And then I'm gonna bump it up, and then it's good. no regular martinis, all virgin martinis. Mm. So I got to the point where that was the case. Yeah. So the first time I went to a bar. I sat down again. I was early. I said to the bartender, I, I'd like a virgin martini, please. And the bartender was like, a virgin martini? How do you make one of those? Yeah. Because a martini is all alcohol. Yep. Mm-hmm. I was going to ask and you I, that too. I, yep. That's okay, exactly tell, what I was I will, thinking. Yeah. I will tell you, here's what you do. Now, this is what I told him. Here's what you do. You get one of those little silver shaker things. You put some club soda in it. You put a special pineapple juice. You put a special special cranberry juice you put the top on it you shake it up and you pour it in a martini glass <laughs> that's what you do there you go and the, and, and and put the ice in the glass and get mm-hmm. the glass chill before you pour my stuff in there nice right? mm-hmm. and so and so that's when i realized for me it was all about the experience right it was the experience of the food the experience of the moment the experience of going out mm-hmm. and that and and I you know I will even just say that I'm just about you know food in general that you know I'll go I'll go someplace where 
I'm not gonna go someplace where the food is just bad, where the food is horrible. Mm-hmm. Right. No. But but if I have a, if I have a choice of a place where the food is pretty good and the ambiance is fabulous, yeah. I'm going for the fabulous ambience. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. I'm, I'm going for the experience. I'm going, I'm going where it's it's all of that. You yeah. know, the mm-hmm. food can be just okay, right? So that helped me kind of like define, mm-hmm. define me, right? Define mm-hmm. what I needed. But I didn't, I didn't need the alcohol, mm-hmm. but I but I did need the shaker. And then after a while, I didn't even need the shaker, right? Yeah, yes. after a while, I didn't even need the drink. I mean, it didn't it didn't even matter. Just I'll just have some club soda. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? like, I'm just gonna <laughs> hang out and have my club soda. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't I don't I don't need the special glass anymore. Just 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 give me mm-hmm. and then and then once I start seeing how much money I saved, mm-hmm. I was like, I can have three of these and it's only two dollars and thirty cents. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yep. Yep. It's so much better when you're just like, because with us, like, because we have like the teeny tiny tummies Mm -hmm. because of the sleeve surgery. So like, it's it's so nice when like your checks like half the price. You're Mm -hmm. like, yes. Yeah. Or like, you love that. Oh yeah. yeah. When we were in Florida, we split a meal. And of course, the last last night uh, we finally split a meal and we were like, oh yeah. We're like, wait a minute. We could have saved so much money. Yeah. Cause like the, we got these amazing like what were they prime rib yeah they're prime rib sliders yeah and they were so good but they came with two two sliders and then uh, some fries or whatever and it was like 28 dollars. Yeah. it was insane it was insane yeah. but like because we split it it was like oh okay like, we, we can, can do justify yeah. that well, and we can we can do that yeah and we we can, we're and full so, too like we were full and yeah, we, we were enjoyed full and the, happy. Yeah. the right. ambiance it was great yeah so, so what, what you all just described for me that that um, that um, the splitting of the splitting of the meal mm-hmm. and then just how much how much food restaurants serve us, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, it's like you know I think we get we get I think we get tricked mm-hmm. in, into thinking that that restaurants are our friends, right? Because mm-hmm. the servers are so nice and cheery mm-hmm. and chirpy. I know because I was one. But <laughs> That's how you make your us. tips. That's right. Right, you know. They, they, they don't care about us or our bodies. Mm-hmm. All, all, all they care about is the upsell, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. All they care, all they care about is the upsell and the and the mar and the margins on whatever it is that we eat. Mm-hmm. And so the the problem sometimes happens is that if we had if you grew up like I grew up, mm-hmm. money doesn't grow on trees. Right. Mm-hmm. Money doesn't grow on trees. You, you get, if you get the plate, you need to clean your plate because we're not we're not throwing away food people in this family work too hard to put food on the table so eat it if it's on your plate you need to eat if it's on if it's on your plate you need to eat it Mm -hmm. so if you have that food story that's programmed in your brain from Mm -hmm. when you're a kid and you end up going someplace like i don't know the cheesecake factory (laughs) love the cheesecake factory Yes. And and even when they have the half portions, the half portions are huge. Oh, they're so big. I'm like, what is going on right now? Right. Right. Yeah. Well, what's going what's going on is they're thinking about their bottom line, not the bottom of our you know not our bottoms. Bottom behind. Not 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 our bottoms. (laughs) So so that plate comes. Right. And that and that little brown raisin bread stuff with the, the oh. all, that all comes. Right. The honey oat. Mm, mm-hmm. I love that. Mm-hmm. That, 
Yeah, mm-hmm. that that comes. You got this. You got this big plate. Mm-hmm. You you've worked out. You've worked all week or all month or whatever. And money mm-hmm. doesn't grow. Doesn't grow on trees. This is in front of you, and you start to eat. It's good. It's tasty. There's nothing that predisposes you not to eat it all. Right. If you've got this story that says you need to clean your plate mm-hmm. and you're not listening to what your body says. Mm-hmm. Right. And so this is, and so this is when we, if you're, if you're on some sort of program that says, you know, um, only eat when you're hungry, you know, mm-hmm. manage your portions, all that kind of stuff. But if you have a food story that's fighting that, mm-hmm. it makes it really difficult. Yeah. How do you stop? How do you stop if you've got that food story running through your head? So you have Mm -hmm. to recognize that you have that food story and then just rewrite it. Mm. So first you got to recognize that you have have to understand. All right. Mm -hmm. All right. Yeah. I grew up and that was the case. Now I'm a grown person. I make different decisions. And what I realize is I don't need all this food. Mm. Right. And I don't need all this food. What we can do is we can put, we can cut the thing in half. I don't have to, you know, Mm-hmm. So you just make some, you make some different decisions, but, but first you have to know what you're up against. Mm, yeah. First, first you have to, you have to know what this thing is that's making you take a second trip to the buffet or third trip mm-hmm. to the buffet. Right. Well, and I think the deal too is like, what I've realized is that just because we, we did that in the past, doesn't mean we have to keep doing it. Yeah. Like yes. you can stop it any moment mm-hmm. and you can change whatever it is like we just recorded an episode mm-hmm. and it's uh stop giving power to the past yeah because yes. that's what we're oh. doing that's yeah. what we're doing we're by mm-hmm. by say doing these things we're giving power to what happened in the past mm-hmm. versus saying we're in this here and now yeah so let's just do mm-hmm. this yeah mm-hmm. yeah and it's like you know okay i ate an oreo yesterday okay cool but that doesn't mean that I need to destroy the whole weekend because I had one Oreo because you're giving that Oreo a lot of power. Yeah. Right. So it's not necessary. Right. Yes. So, well, and a yeah. lot of people in our community like have the problem with the plate thing. Yeah. So a lot of the nutritionists tell them like, okay, go buy small plates. Mm-hmm. Like, what is it? Seven inch plates or something like that? Like, is what Jeremy yeah, said? I think like, mm-hmm. yeah, I think like seven yeah. inch. Yeah. yeah. Whatever the mm-hmm. smaller ones are. And they're like, mm-hmm. just get rid of all the big ones in your house. Get a small one. Start there. Mm-hmm. Uh, we mm-hmm. have this one company. It's actually called portionplate.com. And they yeah. actually send you plates that have what the meat size should be, the vegetable side should be, and the carb side. So that yeah, but way... but it's, like, super cute because she, like, hand designs She the, does. It's all so artwork. Like flowers and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Oh, that and it's like, so cute. Yeah. yeah, but it's all, like, portioned. And so you're like, okay, I put my food here. here. I put my mm-hmm. food here. And it's, like, mm-hmm. very easy to... To understand where it goes yeah. and it takes the guesswork out of it because I think yes. that gets it's really hard, especially on any weight loss surgery program or weight loss program, program. is that it's it's hard to figure it out because you've never done it before. You've never mm-hmm. done this before. You've never been in this spot before. Yep. So you're you're constantly just guessing mm-hmm. at what you're supposed mm-hmm. to do. And sometimes it mm-hmm. becomes the guesswork becomes overwhelming. Oh, yes. yeah. And so, so you're like, it's I'll just go back to my old habits. Exactly. Because it's so much easier. Mm-hmm. But yeah, with this plate, it's super cool because then now like the guessing game's out mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. It, it starts building new mm-hmm. habits. Exactly. So that way, because eventually you won't need the portion plate. You'll mm-hmm. just know. Exactly. And it's just building that understanding and awareness and doing it for so long. You're like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's what I do on this. Da, 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 da. Now it just becomes like your way of eating mm-hmm. and it doesn't even become a program or anything. This is just what I do. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yep. That you know, I I love that um 
it, it doesn't become a program. It just becomes, it just becomes what I do. It's yeah. just life. It, it, yeah. This is how, this is how, this is how I live. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And you know, that, you know, that's kind of the, that's the work that that's the choice. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's, that's where the rubber meets the road, if yeah. you will, yeah. <laughs> um, for, mm-hmm. to get to the point where you stand in your, I, I keep saying this, because like, I, it's so important to go back, standing in your own power yeah. about what you eat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because what I, because what I found on this journey is that people want to ask, people want to ask me about my food choices. People want to challenge me about what I put in my mouth. Right. It's right. crazy. Uh, it, 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 it is. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. But 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 it but in its, in some ways, I'm actually really thankful for it because it helps build a muscle. It, you know, it, it helps that 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 challenging just makes me dig in a little deeper. Mm, yeah. And I do want to I want to go back to that um, that um, what I said about not using the language relationship with food. Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. And here's this one scenario. Um, that I, that I use with people that I work with all the time. So you're on your journey, Mm -hmm. right? It's been a couple of weeks. Maybe you lost a couple of pounds Mm -hmm. and you're out with friends to dinner and you are full. Okay. Mm -hmm. You made some good choices. You're feeling good about the choices that you made. And, um, you know, things are, things are kind of popping along and then they come around with the dessert tray. Okay. Yep. There's a there's a molten lava cake. There's mm. a bread pudding. There's a key lime pie. There's That's a my jam. <laughs> yeah. There, there's an apple pie with ice cream. There's all of that, and everybody at the table orders dessert. Mm. What do you do? Most of the time, normally you would order dessert because <laughs> you want to be like everybody else, right? Or you don't eat dessert and then you pick off of everybody else's plate. That's the one I go with. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so here, here's where I talk about it not being about the food. Right. Right. It, it not being about a relationship with food. Mm-hmm. Because we've all, I've already said up front, you are full. Yeah. You said you're full. You made good choices mm-hmm. and you were full. So that dessert trade coming around has nothing to do with hunger. Mm-hmm. Yep. Those choices have everything to do with pleasure. Mm-hmm. Those choices have everything to do with what everybody else is the doing. Social those cho- mm-hmm. The social aspect. The social aspect of not mm-hmm. wanting to feel out of place. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's what those choices have. Those choices have to do with habit. Mm-hmm. Right? All, all of that. That's that, that's where the emotion, this is where, this is where the emotional overeating comes because we're all, we're all, we're all emotional eaters. Mm -hmm. All eating is based in emotion, all of it, but it's the emotional overeating that gets us into trouble. Right. Mm -hmm. So when that dessert trade comes around and you recognize that you are full, you're not hungry and you're not going to rationalize and say, oh, well, I've, I've had two really good weeks. I'm going to reward myself with dessert, mm-hmm. right? Because we've all been down that rabbit hole. Mm-hmm. And just say, no, thank you. No, mm. thanks. No, I'm good. Mm-hmm. I'm good. No, I'm full. I don't want anything. Mm. Yeah. When you when you get to the point where that dessert trait doesn't mean anything. Mm. Yeah. Because what, what happens at their table 
There is somebody when that dessert, even within that situation where everybody orders something, there's, there's always somebody that doesn't order dessert because they don't eat sweets. Right. right. We all know that person. Yeah. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you're like, oh, I wish um, that was me. Uh, uh, yeah. Jerks. Right. But 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 here, but here but here's the thing. We can teach ourselves to be that person. Right. We can yep. teach we can teach ourselves to be that person mm-hmm. because there is a person when that tray comes that doesn't even see the dessert. That it doesn't even phase them because they don't eat sweets and they don't mean anything to them. Yep. They're not pleasurable to them. There's nothing. Mm-hmm. And then there's the other person. They are they are they are biting their knuckles and they are resisting right because they're being strong right mm-hmm. and they don't get dessert yep but they're being strong but they're miserable the entire time mm-hmm. they're miserable the entire time because they really want it they feel like they're being deprived because everybody else is having it but they're they're, they're just fighting it yep mm-hmm. so anybody on the, on the outside looking in they don't know that one person is not phased and one person is is in a battle Mm-hmm. And when you get to your food story, that's what I'm talking about. You can quiet the battle between your mind, your body and hunger. Yeah, you do initially have to go through that part where you are resistant. Right. Yeah. But here's the thing. If you have a story, if you have an outcome, if you have a goal that is more powerful, more important, more compelling than the food, then the fight is not so hard. Mm-hmm. If you have if you have a story, a happy place, a place that you want to be that is more important to you than that food, then it's easy for you to say no, because you're not, it's not about choosing the food or not choosing the food. It's about choosing the outcome and the result that you want. Right. Mm-hmm. That's what it becomes about. Yeah. It's not because it, mm-hmm. ultimately it's not even that. It's the choice is never even a, it, we we get stuck. Because we're we we only think about the taste of the moment. Food mm-hmm. is just a means to an end. Food is just is just a way to get the body that we want to have, to mm-hmm. feel like we want to feel, to look like we want to feel. I mean, look like we want to look mm-hmm. and show up like we want to show up. So if we have that picture first, then we let our food choices guide the picture that we want in our life. Mm-hmm. It's not about the food. It's about that end story that yeah. we want that we want to be a part of. Mm-hmm. So back to the back to the dessert tray. And why I say it's not it's not about the relationship with food. So as soon as you say no, that's okay. I don't want to, mm-hmm. I don't want to, I don't want to dessert. I'll just have coffee. Mm-hmm. I don't want anything. Somebody else at the table is going to say, man, I wish I had your willpower. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I wish I had your self-control. Mm-hmm. I wish I had your self-discipline. And so what you have done in that choice by just being who you are, you have raised the bar. You have you have raised the bar at the table, but the reality is, is that if you don't desire it, if you don't want it, you don't have to exercise self-control, willpower, or self-discipline. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You don't. Mm-mm. So the trick, the secret really is to is to get to the desire. That that's that's where the power is, mm. is to change, is we need to change what we love. When we change what we love, when we change our outcome, when we change what we do, what we want, mm-hmm. then this, then we're not tempted. Well, and that gives us so much more power and control. Like mm-hmm. typically people feel like they need to eat because they need some sort of control. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. almost by not eating, it gives you that control. Yeah. The, the saying the no and it gives gives you more control and power than anything. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's mind boggling. Like blowing mm-hmm. over here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I freaking love it. Yeah. But, I, but it's real, right? It is. It's real. It is 100%. I mean, I mean you know mm-hmm. it. I mean, yeah. you, 
I mean, you know it, you've lived it, you've felt it. Mm-hmm. You might you might not have um, heard it articulated in the way mm-hmm. that I'm that I'm talking about. Exactly. That's what makes, me a, little di- that's what makes yeah. me a little different. But it's the but it's the same. You know, it's the it's the same it's the same journey, right? Yeah. It's the same work, and the and the reality is the reality is is that we have so many messages mm. coming at us, mm-hmm. right, to pull us off the journey. Yes, right. I mean, mm-hmm. it's like you get you get these things. You know, I have them here. You get these things, right, and you think, oh, this is disturbing, and then oh no, the like, whole this is two servings, mm-hmm. but it's in one package, yeah. right? Yeah. Huh? Sometimes it's like four or five, and you're like, now you're making me do math, and now I'm in like the hundreds for carbs. Like, what the hell? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what are we it's doing like, are, here? Are you kidding me? Yeah. I mean, just make just make it one serve. Just make it one serving. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just, 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 just trying to fool those, people. Yeah. Right. Because you are you because you're gonna you're gonna eat the whole thing, and then you're gonna look at it and say. Yeah. Oh, that what did I just that eat? Yeah. Right? Well, and I've been trying to teach my son that, and he'll be like, "No, mom, this is fine." I go, "How many servings is in it?" Mm-hmm. And he's like, "Oh, he's like, what do you mean?" I'm like, "So look here," and I showed it to him, and he's like, "Oh, this has like four servings." I'm like, "Yeah, you nope, can't have that." Yeah, sorry, sir. Yeah. And so, I mean, so the so the re- the reality is is you know, the food the food manufacturers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They are. They're they're doing it for themselves. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, oh yeah. They're doing it for themselves. And we and we have and we have to do it for we have to do it for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we do. I mean, we we have to step up and 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 own our own bodies, right? Mm-hmm. And own our own outcomes and, well, and be responsible and be responsible for that. Well, mm-hmm. and I would um, say I think that we got like I, like my parents' generation or even your your generation just got to kind of com- complacent with it, just assumed whatever's on the packaging is totally fine for us and mm-hmm. not realizing we need to start reading because they're like, you know, they're not going to feed us this stuff like that's that's against laws or there's got to be regulations <laughs> and like all of these things. There's, there is, but there's not. But there's not. And you start realizing actually when people start asking why, oh, they aren't like looking at anything mm-hmm. like it's insane sometimes the stuff that they can get away with and put in your food. I know what the FDA now, like it's a lot better, but it was not back then. Mm-hmm. You know, I hear my mom all the time. It was fine when I was eating. Why is it not OK now? Like it actually wasn't fine back then. They mm-hmm. just weren't telling you the right stuff. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, the and information so, wasn't there. Mm-hmm. But so 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 here's the here's the thing is that, you know, in the you know, in my program, you know, I really, really want people to get conscious about everything, but yeah. there are two things that are just like like that for me. Uh-huh. That's sugar, that's sugar and fat. Yeah. Okay. It's sugar, sugar yeah. and fat. And um, and I and I say that because those things are in most everything. And if you and if you can deal with those, you, it makes the other things easier to deal with. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know the sugar lobby is no joke. I mean, there's sugar and stuff that that sugar doesn't even need to be in. No, nope. and sugar is not even food. Nope. That's the that's the thing. It is not even food. Nope. And so it it's so frustrating to me because the purpose 
the purpose of eating, the purpose of food is nourishment and nutrition. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Sugar's not food. No, it's right? not. So how can it be nutritious or nourishing? Mm-mm. Is that it? And it's all wrapped up in there and people get, people get confused, right? Mm-hmm. People get confused and they get mad. They, they do. <laughs> they, they get, they get mad when you, when you challenge them about sugar. Mm-hmm. Um, but, e- but even y'all, when we pray, and, you know, and sometimes I think I'm kind of a heathen. I'm, I'm not, I don't always pray over my food. But what I do, right, is thank you, God, for this food, for the nourishment of our bodies. Mm-hmm. We say it when we pray. Mm-hmm. We, we say what it's for. We don't say thank you, God, for this food because it is going to keep me from being lonely. Mm, right. Thank you for this food because it's going to be entertaining. Mm-hmm. Thank you, to God, for this food because, you know, I'm bored. That's mm-hmm. not what we say. We say, thank you, God, for this food, for the nourishment of our body. So it's real clear up front why we're eating. Mm-hmm. Yep. And and if we do it beyond that, it's just being real clear when it's no longer nourishing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you right? have to be honest with yourself when it's mm-hmm. not nourishing yeah. anymore. Yeah. 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 And it and it, you know, it's 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 a and it's a journey for, for sure. It's, mm-hmm. it's a it's a journey because doing it, doing it at 63 was way different than doing it at 23, 33, 43. Oh, I'm sure. If I'm sure, I'm sure you have to have a lot of, you have to know what you want. And I think that's, um, you know, what comes into contact, you know, with our journeys is that we, we knew what we wanted. Yeah. And it Mm -hmm. was just the first time that everything clicked and, and you figured it out. Like, this is what I want and I'm not going to let anything stop me from getting what I want. But that's, you know what, what you just said, that is the most important thing Mm. that, that is Mm -hmm. the most important thing. And that's, that's having a goal, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's having a goal. Mm -hmm. And when, when people, when people will say to me, Oh, you know, I need to lose weight. I have Mm -hmm. to lose weight. I want to lose weight that Mm -hmm. in my head, I think it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. But as soon as someone says to me, I want to lose weight, I have to lose weight, I need to lose the weight because. Mm-hmm. Let me give the reason. Because I want this and I'm, and I'm going to lose this amount mm-hmm. by this time. Mm-hmm. Then that's somebody that's serious. Yeah, they put a right? smart goal on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you when you put a when you put a when you put a goal on it mm-hmm. and when you put a compelling reason on it, mm-hmm. then that that propels you into action. Right. Mm-hmm. And as soon as you just like you say, when you know what you want, right? Mm-hmm. When that when that thing that you know that you want is just clear and shining, mm-hmm. and it's like a it's like a beacon, right? Mm-hmm. It's yeah. a it's a beacon that that really obscures all other choice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Will that will this help me get there? Then I'm not doing it. Mm-hmm. Well, and I would <laughs> I would even say like mm-hmm. most people that are losing weight and are doing the things mm-hmm. aren't talking about it. They're doing yeah. it. Yeah. They're in the action mode. They're moving. Yeah. You know, yeah. they don't have time to talk about how they're going to maybe should do these things. Like they're doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And so I have a question for you. So I know that we need to probably wrap this up soon, um, <laughs> but you know, what would be, what would be the one thing that you would tell the younger you? That's a good question. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. I got her. I gotcha. What would I tell the young? Oh my God. Oh, 
But other other than other than don't have sex until you're married. Oh, we don't tell people that. <laughs> sex is too much fun. Sex is way too much fun to be like, wait until marriage. Shoot, man. I mean, <laughs> if you choose to wait until marriage, we we give you props. I'll, I'll but... support whatever decision you make. Yes. I'm just telling you, you it's might want to have a few to figure it out. I just, oh yeah. my God. Um, <laughs> you know, well, you know what? You know what? I, I would I would tell the the younger me. Um, that it is it is way more fun. It is it is way more fun being in a body where you have some peace mm. than in one when you do not. Oh. I mean, I I mean, I am so I'm so serious. Yeah. If, if I had if I had known really. If mm-hmm. I if I had if I could have just gotten through my younger stuff issues, mm-hmm. right, right. <laughs> and, and, been, and been okay with that, it's like this. This is this is way this is way more this is way more fun. I mean, I mean, I am having more. I am way, having way more fun at sixty three than I did at 23, 33, 43, and fifty three. Oh, sure. Wow. <laughs> yeah. If that's not a pivotal thing to say, I don't know what is. Seriously. Seriously, yeah, just yeah. know like, it doesn't yeah. matter what age you are, you can change and have a lot of fucking fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. If you're not happy, go towards what makes you happy. Yeah. Why yeah. live go, in the misery? For- like, why, why do that to yourself? Like, yeah. you're worth more than that. So, mm-hmm. why are we just sitting in misery when we can have fun? You're only here one time. Why are we well, sad you, all but, the time? You know, but you know what? I think in this, in this, y'all may, may be, may be a whole nother conversation. Okay. But I think I think I think when I was younger, I was afraid of my body. Mm. Yeah, I could I could I think there was some agree with that. There mm. was there was some there was some stuff in that. Um mm-hmm. and there and there was um you know there was some self-esteem issues mm-hmm. that there were at play. Mm-hmm. And 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 because my self-confidence was always really high, right? It masks the fact that I had mm-hmm. self-esteem issues because mm-hmm. there, there's a there's a difference. There's a difference. Right? There, yep. there, there, mm-hmm. There's a difference. And so, um, if, if at any point I had ever, if I told anybody now or even back then, you know, I'm grappling with some self-esteem issues, nobody would believe me. Mm-hmm. Well, you, you, because like, my no self-confidence way. was so mm-hmm. because my yeah, no way, yeah, because yeah, myself because my self-confidence was so high. Mm-hmm. So. Um, I, and I, I think that what I would tell my younger self on, on the real tip is just to be fearless. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Be yeah. Fearless. I like that. I like to that. Be, mm-hmm. To be, to be fearless. That the, that the, that the fear is not real. I love it. Oh, the fear is not real. The fear is not real. Oh, that's a great way to end this. Yeah. I love it, Michelle. Yeah, Thank that's you. Perfect. Oh my goodness. Thank All you right. so much for coming you like, on. You like that? Yes, I fucking it's love perfect. That. It's perfect. <laughs> yes. Yes. I absolutely can't even I mean, I, we can't get better than that. No, you cannot. So, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I I tonight was great. I mean, Yay. I just 
I, I love you guys. I love oh. you guys. Thank, thank you. Thank you so much for having me on. Of course. And, um, thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to come on and talk with us and yeah. just share all your wisdom. I mean, this has been an incredible episode. Oh, yes. And I can see oh. us doing more stuff together. Maybe there's some lives coming your way. Yeah. With her. So oh, that would be so absolutely. much fun. Yeah. I absolutely. think that would be a lot of fun. For it. Awesome. And, if, and if anybody, can I just do a shameless yeah, plug? Yeah, and of course. Plug away, my friend. <laughs> yes, of course. Uh, so if it, so if, uh, if anybody wants to download a free chapter, a free, a free chapter of Leaving Large, the stories of a food addict, mm-hmm. they can at um, www.leavinglarge.com. Yes. And by downloading the free chapter, that um, will allow me to be able to send you notices when the book. Oh, very nice. It's available for um, sale, which yeah. is coming up shortly. Very Perfect. cool. And we'll Cannot have, wait. Yeah. And we'll have her website linked on the de- yep. on the descriptions. Yep. Um, so definitely check on that and mm-hmm. click on that. If you guys want to watch this, you have two options. If you want it right away, right when it drops, um, then you need to go to patreon.com forward slash OSLP and pick $10 or higher. You get to be part of our support group and you get all of these episodes before anybody else and you get your own exclusive episode of just me and Kelly having fun. Yeah. 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 And then um, we also have a drop a week after our patrons because they get it exclusively first and it'll mm-hmm. be on our YouTube channel. And that's yep. just our Sleep Life podcast. Go hit subscribe and hit the little button. The What we've learned so far with YouTube is the more that you subscribe and hit the bell, the more people we get to reach. Yes. So it's almost like you do that one and then we get to reach almost 100 more people. So just keep hitting those buttons for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, we really appreciate all your guys' support. And thank you again, Michelle. <laughs> for being on. Thank you so much. Thank All you right. guys. My pleasure. And we will see you guys next, next time. time. Bye. Hey, listeners, if you've enjoyed your time with us, please rate, review, and subscribe on any platform that you get your podcasts. Also, check us out on patreon.com forward slash OSLP for exclusive content with your favorite girls ever. Yeah. And also, check out our YouTube page. Subscribe, hit that little bell so you get notified when our new videos drop a week after they are released. Yeah, and we would like to give a big thank you to Anne-Marie Cruz for our logos, Eric Vaughn with 17th Street Studios because he provides our music and our recording yes, space. Yes, Thanks for listening to Our Sleep Live podcast where we are breaking that stigma one episode at a time. <laughs>